Now, here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. So the owners have a proposal on the table that could cut the season in half to 81 games. We've talked about it. Playoffs would expand from 10 to 14 teams. Both leagues would utilize a DH and rosters would expand to 30 players. Now it's on the Major League Baseball Players Association to agree to this. But remember the point of contention. Will the players agree to a 50-50 revenue split this season? And the owners are saying, well, we can't do 50-50 revenue split because we've got no fans. Hmm. Buster Olney was on Barton Hahn this afternoon, and he says, you know what? Baseball could lose fans over this situation. If they have an opportunity to play and they don't because of a disagreement over money, they may lose parts of past generations. Hmm. I mean, it would be devastating. Now, I've had... Uh, you know, an experienced agent say to me that he thinks that in the end, despite, you know, the early, uh, the, the tough start with this thing, he thinks in the end they'll work something out because the money, like they need each other. The, the, the owners have the teams, uh, the players have the talent, and ultimately, you know, there's a deal to be made. But I, I would say this to, to Tony, I would say it to Scott, I'd say it to anybody who would listen, please. Get into a room and start talking and deal with each other directly. Uh, I wish they would form some kind of a committee. Get people like Sean Doolittle, the reliever for the Nationals, who's so thoughtful and so smart. You know, sent out a great series of tweets yesterday about yes. the players' health concern, which is first and foremost. Uh, you know, get doctors in there. Get uh, people who represent teams. Uh, you know, general managers who can come in and speak to the complications about coming back. Work through the various issues you have behind the scenes because no one wants to see in this situation how the sausage is being made. And I cannot believe they've already made that mistake. So, Buster, sounds like you're not confident we could have baseball this year. I'm more pessimistic than I was uh, going into yesterday. I, wow. I just was blown away by the fact that this conversation is spilled out into the public the way that it has because uh, I don't. And I don't understand why they would do this. Like on the ownership side, clearly, and uh, you know, I don't know if it was uh, who was leaking the information out, but for that information to, to leak out before it's presented to the players, you know, was that done as it has been in the past to put pressure on the players? Either way, it's not a constructive development. No, it isn't. Buster, do you think there's a deadline to have the season begin? I'd say uh, somewhere in mid-June, because of the concerns, as we were talking about, with the virus coming back in the fall uh, and the acknowledgement of that with the proposal that they put in, uh, it's a limited window, knowing that you're going to need four weeks. Yeah, I think mid to late June, you probably have an idea. And I think, you know, both sides are going to, with their respective financial concerns, they're going to have an idea if the other side is going to be willing to come out of the trenches and shake hands in no man's land and, and say, okay, I'll meet you halfway and, you know, we'll agree to this and you guys agree to that and we can go forward. If it's only going to continue to be, you know, shots fired constantly uh, as opposed to trying to find the middle ground and have the collaboration then I think, uh, you know, certainly I can tell you this, that there is potentially motivation on owner's side because there are some teams that are having major financial problems uh, because whether they're overextended uh, because of other investments or it's a mod pod type organization, there are teams with major financial concerns. And I think they're, they're going to be hard decisions to be made about, 
you know, whether or not uh, they, they can find that middle ground. Fascinating. Let's see what the perspective is from the players, from a former player. David Cohn was on the Michael K show today, and the guys asked him, are players thinking of the consequences of possibly missing the entire season? Yes, I think you are. I know we were in the mid nineties in 1994 and 95 when it carried over. We definitely were, we were, we felt tremendous strain and pressure and fighting this out in public and the court of public opinion and, you know, billionaire owners versus millionaire ball players and cast a pall on all of them. How dare they? And in these times, you know, back then it was cancel the world series and obviously different times now. So yes, it, you do feel that pressure. These are unprecedented times, without a doubt. These are the type of times that, that cause, you know, that cause you to think outside the box. So, I, you know, I encourage the Players Association to engage, to try to find some sort of solution. But I still feel like, Michael, you're right. You know, at the top of this, you said the health issues are really the most important things. you got to work through all these health issues. The compensation part, yeah, the owners kind of blindsided the players. You hope that the cooler heads would prevail and that they would get together and, and find something that works for a half a year for this year. All right, Mark Teixeira. Former Yankee first baseman, got a ring with the Yankees, was on Golik and Wingle this morning, and they asked him, how confident are you that we'll get a season this year? I, I have it less than 50-50 that we're playing. Um, I, I just don't see – I don't see all of the health and logistical issues getting worked out as well as the financial issues. So I would say I'm more pessimistic than not. So, Mark, should players agree to sign a waiver that absolves MLB of responsibilities if they catch the virus? Yes, because here, here's the thing. I'm on lockdown in Connecticut, uh, as, as we all are at some some. Well, certain... come on up. We got room at the house. We can all stay six <laughs> feet apart, Mark. Well, so here's the thing. I still have to go get gas. I still have to go get groceries. I still, I mean, there are errands that I have to run. My kids ran out of paper for their, uh, you know, for homeschooling. I got to go run out to Staples. I'm still out there in the world. I'm doing everything that the CDC and, and my state and my, my town are telling me to do. But it's not like I'm in living in a bubble. So these players, they're not living in bubbles anyway. I will, I trust Major League Baseball and my team to keep me safe. Hmm. So, Mark, based on your experience, will the negotiations weigh more on the money side or the health side? I do. If, if okay. you think about this, if, if you're a New York Yankee right now with, with arguably the best team you've had in a decade and have a chance to win a World Series, and Aaron Boone calls you up and says, hey, I need you to report to spring training. We're starting the season July 1st. You're going to show up. Because, because you're a teammate, and all it takes is a few players to say they're showing up. And then the, the peer pressure of, hey, man, we need you, we need you, we need you. Everyone's going to start making phone calls, and you're going to show up to spring training because that's, that's our job. Baseball players are paid to play. My manager and my teammates call me up. I'm going to be a good teammate, and I'm going to show up for them. Let's turn to basketball, shall we? Also on the Michael K. Show, Adrian Wojnarowski. And he talked about Adam Silver, and he, he was asked, what does Adam Silver want to do? Does he want to salvage the season? Does he want to get rid of the season? Does he want to end the season? What does he feel like? Listen, I think Adam Silver is very determined to find a way um, to, have, to salvage some kind of a season. The only thing I'm confident about is I don't think they'll decide it in the month of May. I think they'll, they'll likely decide it in June. But practice facilities have reopened. Uh, which isn't necessarily a precursor to, okay, now we're going to open training camps. It was like this is a healthy environment for mental health of players. Just to get them back in the building 
that they thought it had a benefit and, and, and talking to people around the league, they think it's, it's served that. Um, but I, listen, I do think there's motivation to be the first league back or, and, and, but even more than that, to be the first league to do it, uh, successfully. Hmm. So what does polling conducted amongst the players mean, Woj? I think even for the union, what they need to know is a little bit like what you're seeing with baseball. Show us what the actual proposal is to return the right. play. I think this is kind of getting into some headspace right now on where guys are. But I don't think this is meant to serve as a, well, if it's over this percentage or this percentage. I think what it'll be is a sense of where their where their group is and then how they need to proceed you know, a lot of, I think, players, and understandably, they want to. They don't have the answers about the levels of safety, about where it's going to be. Adam Silver had some details for them on that call Friday. One or two sites don't want you guys flying around the country in this office, in this uh, resumption part, and will largely keep you in one or two places. And uh, that's some detail, but there's not the bigger questions about. You know, what happens when a player tests positive? What happens if a staff member tests positive? What happens if I test positive? Um, and and uh, how limiting will the environment be? Can we go out? Can we not go out of it? So lots of questions, still very few answers. And I think the union gets a better sense of maybe where some of its players or most of its players, you know, what they're thinking right now. Hmm, interesting. Brian Windhorst. Is our ESPN NBA insider. He's also host of the Hoop Collective podcast. He was on the Will Cain show today. And one of the things that's very interesting, it kind of ties into what Wodes was just saying, was about the NBA. What's the worst case scenario for the league if they don't come back or if they do come back? What I think is something that could happen is that they nationalize the league. And what I mean by that is they say, okay, for this year, hopefully just this year, we're going to take all of our revenues and we're going to throw them into a pot and we're going to divide them by 30. So, hey, maybe they can have fans in Atlanta in the fall, but they can't have them in New York City. Guess what? We're taking that ticket revenue and we're putting it into the pot at the, at the beginning, at the, at the middle of it. Uh, maybe they can't have fans in Los Angeles, but they can have fans in Houston, for example. We're not going to penalize the Lakers because the, the, their area is not able to handle it. That's another thing that's an issue. We have 28 different markets in the NBA. So that's what I think is something that's probably out there on the board, is that we basically come together as 30 partners and we weather this storm together. And as, and as 450 members of the union, we say, okay, we're going to weather this storm together. We're all going to take the exact same percentage cut. Hmm. Interesting. One other note. Gang Green could be getting some help at much, at a much needed position. Free agent corner Logan Ryan said to be in talks with the Jets. At age 29, he's seeking a $10 million per year deal. As long as you don't tell me he's a shutdown corner, we'll be okay. 1-800-919-3776. The Jets definitely need depth at corner.